hi good evening and welcome to another moments with norma how has your week been uh it's been cold it's been dark and so far you know we haven't had any snow yet and we didn't even get any rain this week uh, so it's not been a bad week but boy the month is already over we just started january celebrated this new calendar month and on monday it's finished how time is flying i'm not quite sure whether it's because of my age uh, but i don't know uh, are the young ones feeling as if it's going by really quickly because i can't remember time just going by so quickly as it's doing I know that um, all our consciousness is uh, on a different level at the moment and maybe that's what's doing it but boy it is going on very very fast so thank you all so very much for tuning in again uh, with the podcast and it's still winter so please do share the podcast uh, the cold winter evenings and uh, people are not sort of going out so much uh, in the cold weather um, they may need something to inspire them. Sharing is caring. So please do continue to listen and to share the podcast. And for all of you all over the world that listen, whether you're on Spotify, Google, Anchor, whatever country you're in, uh, please thank you so much for listening uh, to my podcast. And I hope that this year uh, that we have started that uh it will be a great one and that I can continue to share contents that can inspire your life and to inspire you wherever you are and whatever space that you're in. So uh, here in England, uh, the whole thing rumbles on uh, whether or not Boris has lied. Uh, they call it uh, um, something gate, lie gate. I don't even know what it is, but they're... <laughs> putting it to, um, lightening it to Watergate scandal. So where there were so many parties being held at number 10, including birthday parties and, you know, denials. And now that they were waiting for this report, uh, now the report is done, but the police has decided to, to do their own investigation. And because the police is doing their own investigation, it has stopped the report. And of course, you know, they're cutting out lots of things out of the report that they don't want to see. Also, Russia is planning to uh, invade another country. And so America and England, and I suppose all the other great powers are in talks to try to see if they can move uh, Russia out of that space of not uh, creating a war. I mean, there is just no way in this kind of uh, uh, time that we're in, coming out of virus, coming out of lockdown, that we can be worried about going into war. And it is very close to us, really. It's not as if uh, Russia is close to America. America is millions of miles away. Uh, so Europeans, uh, like ourselves, is going to be the one that's going to have to take the brunt of whatever fallout. And also, um, I'm sure Russia has long-range missiles and whatever that can reach us. And maybe they don't even need missiles. Maybe they just do it from space where they've all um, got their satellite spies. So life is beginning to move on and change again. Here in England, all restrictions have been lifted and we have to learn to live with the virus. And I went out very quickly today because I think it was yesterday that 
all the mask uh, restrictions were lifted apart from if you're on London transport, whether that's on the bus and the tubes. And some shops are still asking for us to be courteous and wear the mask uh, to uh, as a respect to other customers. But to tell you the truth, I went out today and it felt as if people were freed from prison. I, I haven't remember seeing so much numbers of people out shopping on the streets at the marketplace. Uh, people were just living up this new freedom. And uh, it was nice to see everybody uh, getting back into the stride. And it's nice to know that uh, if we choose to, uh, we don't have to wear the mask. Uh, there are some people who are still, you know, wearing the mask. I know when I go out, I don't wear the mask out. But if I go in on the bus, which I travel a lot, and I will be using maybe the train service at some point, but I will continue to respect uh, that rule. And also um, out and about in shopping, it was so nice not to see so many masks all over and just just people have just like liberated uh, themselves from the mask so hopefully um they will not find some other variant of the virus uh, to lock us down because they're really upset that they have not been able to do what they want to do uh, to really uh you know use draconious laws and stuff to stop people from you know just sort of enjoying whatever little bit of life they can enjoy and i thank boris johnson so much for having these parties because i think because of the parties that was going on in number 10 with all the workers and them all what it's highlighting to us that in the middle of what they said was the greatest crisis they were all having parties, dancing, enjoying themselves, no masks, no social distancing. So obviously they know something that we don't know. So basically the average person is saying, you know what? It was a lie. They have lied to us. And as things are unraveling, we're finding out so many lies that were told. And so people have just said, we're not going to believe this. In fact, I think it's hijacked all their vaccine uh, uh, mandates. It's hijacked so much stuff. And England and Spain has been the first two countries to say, we've got to learn to live with it and just, you know, get on with life and no more passport uh, uh, um, mandates and all of these things that was making life very difficult for some people to get into certain venues. And so uh, people like France, who was very harsh on their uh, people over there, they cannot go into no shops, no shopping center. They can't pick up their kids from school, all of these things because if they haven't had the vaccine, they're not allowed to do any of these things. And they are going to have to climb down sooner or later. And all of these countries, even like Australia, who's been very draconious, uh, all of them have got to climb down. Last week, we had big marches all around the world at the same time. I think even Australia had um, not even a march. All the truckers all over Australia you know, was driving big trucks, hunking their own, blocking everything. And everybody is, you know, saying, no, enough is enough. 
we will have to learn to live with this thing and we're not going to be mandated with vaccines so all over the world now it is total confusion because the total plan has not worked so i can see we'll have to wait and see how they're going to come back uh, to attack us again uh, with more uh, dangerous virus so enough of that and so uh, that's been the news here uh, that we've been living with here in England and a little bit about uh, the stuff around the world. So uh, we just keep fighting, we keep pushing and staying focused and we can be victorious and we need to have that balance of the yin and the yang, the balance energy of good and bad and all of these wonderful things need to come back into equilibrium so that we can choose uh, to live our life in peace and in harmony so the topic today is be unstoppable yes we have to learn to be unstoppable and this is what this has been all about some people have rushed to take the vaccine because they were fearful and some of us uh, didn't take the vaccine because we were not fearful and we all need to come together and learn to be supportive and be unstoppable and fearless. So we can either use our life stories to lift us up or to pull us down. And we may have all had to experience some challenging life experience. Life is not without challenging experience. Uh, not all of us will experience all uh, the challenges uh, but some people constantly with roll from one challenge to the other and is constantly in chaos and in a crisis so and some of the uh, challenges and the experience some have been very painful traumas from our childhood and these events that plague us is how do we respond to those first event that challenge us in our life? So from childhood, we would have had events that we as little people would not have the best solution. We would not know how to challenge it. But what would have happened? It was our parents who would have been standing in that gap to make decisions, to respond for us. And sometimes our parents may not have taught us well. There's a report this week. Um, actually, um, it was a couple months ago, well into last year, maybe maybe about three or four or five, six months ago. A young man came home and he was complaining to his mother that he had a dispute with another child from the school. And his mother, big grown woman, took him in the car with knives and cutlasses, picked up two other friends and drove around the community to find this boy who uh, had he had the dispute with. And they all, uh, the, 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 the boys, they got out and they stabbed and stabbed this young boy uh, and killed him. And this was something that a decision was made by a mother to do such a thing but yesterday uh, the trial ended and she was uh, jailed for life 
and the boys were also had many years 28 years some serious numbers uh, to be in jail for so when we are young and we have that was a very traumatic event and this event will stay with these young people and this event was instigated also uh, and heightened by a grown person. So when we are children, our parents probably heightened some of those uh, traumas and events that happen in our life. And even though we may not be able to work things out, our feelings, you know, as young children, we all have energies and our feelings is going to be the first indication. Our feelings will be hurt. Uh, we will cry. Um, we don't know what the feelings are about, but we're feeling them. So from childhood, we are building up uh, these traumas and the events, the things that has happened to us, and also the decision that was made also not by us, by, but by how our parents respond will always be something that will stay within us. And we will also continue to carry on those negative response that our parents have taught us to do. So these are the things that stand in our way and we're not able to overcome other challenges that shows up in our future life. As these first thoughts just keep showing up over and over when we are challenged and it becomes, I can't do that. I can't uh, believe what has just happened to me. I can't cope with this situation. Oh, this is too painful. I don't want to have to deal with it. I hate you. I'm ashamed of you. And there is so many various traumas and events that imprints on our mind. And some we are not even aware of. So just like the trauma that happened to these young men, uh, a mother has taught them, I can't imagine when they go and they sit in jail for 28 years, uh, how are they going to cope? Are they going to transform themselves into a better person or will they be fighting for survival? So they will probably get worse before they get better because when they go into jail, they're going to have to be defending themselves. So when, so then uh, we spend our time uh, trying uh, to avoid situation that we find uncomfortable and we use all kinds of methods to block out the things we don't want to face. And we think like, uh, do things like change conversation that has been brought up and we all know that we have some friends that when we bring up some conversation you can see that they don't want to engage in those conversation but we don't know the reason why but we can see that some event or something is blocking them and they will quickly change conversations i know i have friends like that so i'm sure if you haven't identified anyone like that, uh, you probably think about it. You might go, oh yeah, remember Susan, you know, she used to always change uh, the conversation or always try to avoid uh, certain topics or would not get involved in certain things. So we know that. And uh, also um, some people use different kind of substances 
and indulge you know in behaviors uh, to mask uh, the feelings so some people will do all kind of different substance abuse just to mask their thoughts and their feelings and uh, obviously um, that's not very healthy now the truth is these feelings are not going to go away no matter what you take to block them out or to mask them as they are etched deeply in our mind and it becomes counterproductive to keep responding to feelings in such manner than to face our feelings one time with the right response so our thoughts and feelings and actions can be healed and most of our first traumas that keep us responding in such a way when we look at them and if we do when we are forced to look at them they are a long way back in our past that we keep alive we are the one that's keeping those traumas that are a long long way back in our past alive and if the same or similar situation comes up in our present life we respond to it with the same response we did from the beginning of all our life lessons so some people just keep repeating the same response over and over and life throws us the same situation over and over it's like you're at school if you don't respond with the right answer to the question that's been asked in your exam you're not going to pass your exam and you're not going to qualify so this is the life lessons it's the same thing and we are not uh, denying that some experiences we have had are not emotionally painful we know that some of these uh, uh, traumas they are so emotional we do know that we're not denying it we're not belittling it either but think about this if we had a physical trauma such as a cut or a headache a toothache a broken bones or any other physical trauma of pain we would want to find ways of healing any of our physical traumas so why not face and find ways to heal our emotional traumas then finding ways to avoid it and keep it alive as all that does is destroy our life and it destroys and takes away opportunities for us to live a healthy and productive life and this is not only for ourselves to treat and love ourselves but to do the same for others so when we actually eat ourselves it also impacts on how we have relationship with other people and they also get traumatized from our own behavior so we all deserve emotional freedom and we are the only ones that can find and give ourselves the emotional freedom to heal ourselves
So how can we make changes to our emotional response, to our thoughts, feelings and action? As the more we resist is the more our pain, behavior and negative response persists. And we are not always going to remember those past events or trauma very clearly because obviously they've been such a long, long uh, time in our past that even when we bring them up, we can't even say, you know, tell the story quite clearly about these traumas that we've had. All that we're left with really is just the feelings that we're responding to. Yes, but our eyes, thoughts and feelings have made a personal file on all our life story. And if we are honest with ourselves, we do know the things that we are resisting and not wanting to face. So when we make up our mind to heal ourselves, we have to practice to love and to forgive our thoughts, feelings and action of the things we are resisting. When we have made the decision that we are ready to heal and be transformed, we have to become conscious of those old habits of our thoughts. For example, we all have triggers and it could be anger when a subject has been brought up. It sends us into a panic and we just don't want to hear it. So we have ways that we have practice that comes naturally to us to avoid our different triggers or we just f find it very difficult to let go of the things that we know is causing us to behave in a very destructive way. That has led us to misuse a substance, sex or other ways to mask our behavior and we think, uh, you know, it's blocking out those unwanted and troubling thoughts, feelings that we have turned into action of self-abuse and it really doesn't block it out. It just makes it grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Or we have things that we're afraid of. It could be that we are afraid of being alone and we think the more friends we have it will keep us busy and distract us from our personal challenges and behavior so we don't have to think about our true feelings so lots of friendship means we don't have much time for ourselves to be alone with ourselves And I'm sure you know people uh, who have a open house. They're always busy with this friend and that friend and running here and there and always doing something. And, you know, you think, how many people can one person know? 
So you know that all these people that they say they know, they don't even know them very well. They're just there as a distraction. So lots of persons will keep lots of friends, you know, as if they're some kind of pop star with a lot of fan base, you know, uh, just so that they don't have to be alone. They don't want to feel lonely because, you know, when we are alone, we have ways to avoid ourselves, and sometimes that is when other abusive things come in because we just don't enjoy our company because we are literally hiding from ourselves. So life can become such a roller coaster for some of us, and those things that we know that does not make us feel good, that triggers the wrong response from us, triggers our behavior and the things that we need to pay close attention to. So when these things trigger our behavior, we know this is the thing that we need to pay close attention to. There's, there's something happening here. I've been triggered. So when we have identify our patterns, we can start to apply our love and forgiveness to turn things around and make those personal transformation. So if somebody brings up something and it triggers you off into anger or you, you, know, you try to avoid it or whatever it is, whatever pattern that you use, whatever pattern uh, your trigger falls into, whether you have to smoke a cigarette or you go have to go light a spliff or you have to go take some drugs, you know, or you have to have a drink of wine, you know, or other alcohol substance, you know, or even A-class drugs, you know. So these are the things that we know our patterns and we know what triggers us off because when we get triggered, we go for the things that we feel is going to help us to block away these feelings. And even lots of people who use prescription drugs, they go to the doctor, oh, I'm depressed, I have this kind of depression, I have this happening to me, you know, all kinds of different things uh, that we use uh, to abuse ourselves because it is self-abuse. And whether it comes, you know, with our uh, uh, doctors, you know, helping us or whether it's us trying to help ourselves to find a way to block things out. It's all the same, you know. So all of these things isn't helping us to be very harmonious uh, with our life. So when we identify these patterns, if we're ready to make a decision, we have to be very mindful and not going to, um, as we're not going to kick our habits uh, straight away. So we should be very mindful, but to continue uh, to apply love and forgiveness and choose to respond in a different way that brings harmony, peace and fulfillment uh, in the things that we're doing, that we have identified. And when things come up, 
You have the tool of love and forgiveness in your toolkit. And if you are ready to do that, you will send the situation love and forgiveness. And it's not going to happen straight away because it's been such a long time that we've used these methods. It will just take more than one time loving and forgiving them for them to disappear into the nothingness from where they came. And then we can build new neural pathways um, in our mind. So it will take some time, but it can work. I mean, I remember going on my own journey and it took a long time to have that emotional freedom from all the things that I experienced that was blocking my life. And also um, I would respond uh, to life in a certain way that might not only hurt myself, but it also um, hurt others or make other people don't feel so comfortable with it. And I can remember when I was um, trying to build my brand of, skin, of, 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 of my clinic, Normarelli Skincare, um, I had lots of ladies uh, working with me. And I had one who was doing all my marketing. And I could never understand when I found out that this girl was, you know, sort of a double dealing uh, behind my back. And I could never understand why uh, she would do that because I thought that I was very giving. I was very um, much the person that um, liked to build my brand and identify my business in a certain way. And one of those things is it starts with me. How do I represent myself? How do I dress? How do I, you know, come in uh, for business and also to um, work as a therapist at the same time? And I remember one day uh, things came to a crunch and we went uh, to sit down and have a coffee and a talk. And this girl ripped me up and she says, who do you think you are? You know, you think that you come in with your nice clothes and, you know, you're looking smart and nice and, you know, and I was kind of shocked to hear this girl say that to me. I had my brand to build. She was just my marketing manager. And you could never know what um, sexual orientation she was because she never took care of herself, really. She come in and dress in, always dressed like a little boy, never any makeup, uh, never um, do anything special with her hair. The only thing that got me to realize that, you know, um, she uh, was with a male partner and you didn't have to put a label on her. Um, so um, just because I wanted to represent my company in the right way, be the face of my brand, um, she felt that um, it wasn't uh, something that um, made her feel good, you know. So there are all these kind of stuff that comes up our way when we are just, you know, sort of uh, trying to uh, deal with life. And it allowed me, when she said that, to go away. And I thought about myself, thought about the things that she said to me. And some things I took on 
and some things I threw it away because, you know, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't the kind of brand that I was trying to build, you know, uh, in skincare and in, in the beauty business, we have a certain amount of image that we have to build and portray to attract people uh, to, to, to us. So there were some things, um, as I said, that I just threw those things out. But I spent some time thinking about the other deeper things that she might have said. And I had to uh, look at myself and really introspect myself and make any adjustments that I felt that I needed to make. And that's just one little uh, situation. We all, you know, bump up onto many uh, different situations uh, in our life stories. And we have to learn that we respond to them in the right way. And one of the ways that I found that was really easy that I use, not just in my work, but also in my personal life with my friends, with my partners, you know, with my son, with my family, that when something is said or done and you feel a way, I always send the situation love and forgiveness. I love and forgive myself first for accepting and feeling the way that this person has made me feel. And I love and forgive myself. I love and forgive those words that they've said to me. And then I also send love and forgiveness to the person who has, you know, um, uh, uh, send energy that I don't want to accept. And so if you do that instantly, you know, as you go along in your life, you'll find that you won't have a deficit uh, built up of all of these uh, things in your life. But obviously, you know, until you get to that place where you're ready uh, to transform yourself and depending on your age, we have so much back deficit that we need to be loving and forgive and you will see them because they come out in our behavior. You know, we behave a certain way, you know, because the first response that we did uh, to when things come up, that's how we will always behave. It kills our confidence. Oh, I'm not so pretty as you. Oh, I'm not this. Oh, I, you know, self-hate and all these different uh, things that comes up is self-abuse uh, in many ways to our self. So you just have to be conscious every day and uh, uh, be mindful of the way that you are behaving and think to yourself, where did this behavior come from? Does this behavior bring harmony? Does it bring joy? Does it bring peace? Am I feeling well with it? Am I sitting well with it? And that's why it's important that we sit quietly and we introspect ourselves, how we're actually feeling about certain situation. And then we can give the correct response of either loving and forgiving. And also uh, the biggest game changer in our life is gratitude. And gratitude is giving thanks. That's what the word gratitude means, giving thanks. And uh, this gratitude, uh, it shifts and creates uh, new ideas and new patterns uh, in our life. And we give thanks for shifting and removing blocks out of our life. So if you've got a block in your life, you're going to say, thank you, God. Thank you, universe, for removing uh, that uh, block, whatever it is called, call it by its name, whatever it is out, out of my life. And so... 
you know it's about having faith that you can be transformed even though um, you haven't seen the evidence but you know that by putting these new uh, gratitude neural pathways in your mind that you can remove uh, the blockage that stands in your way um, it could be something as simple as um, I decided to I don't have broadband at home and I never wanted to have a broadband because I'm always moving around it gets wasted and uh, I don't really watch TV um, like some people and have Netflix and stuff like that I've got lots of things to do so I decided to buy a new um, to buy a 4G mini Wi-Fi broadband that I can take around um, with me because I'm expecting to um, have uh, some visitors from America uh, in the spring break time and I thought this is going to be great for them uh, they can you know go around the country and always have the mobile uh, with them and so I got this new wife mini Wi-Fi mobile and I had some great problems in setting it up and putting it together and I'm thinking am I going to be able to um, broadcast my podcast this week from my iPod I may just have to do it from my phone and so the format may change but I was quite you know um, optimistic and I send it some love and send the people who were dealing with me I was on the phone this morning I went to the mobile shop on Thursday but I went this morning uh, with lots of love and put it out there love and forgiveness sometimes you know when we wake up in the morning and we have people at work who is challenging us and all the different challenges that comes you know when we wake up send it some love and forgiveness as well so that your energy and your thoughts and your love can go before you and open the doors and make your path clear and that's what I did when I got to the shop this afternoon uh, the young lady I haven't seen her for two years and she was there that I know straight away this young lady has solved all my issues all the time with uh, my uh, sim card uh, that I use my data on my iPod and there she was so it just shows you how we can uh, shift uh, blockage uh, in our life so give thanks for shifting and removing blockage um, out of our life give thanks for what we wish to receive and experience in our life it could be like um, uh, such as a, a job uh, loving a relationship money paying bills or a new car a new home uh, I know when I get my bills and you think God I haven't earned enough money uh, last week to pay uh, this bill that's coming up but what do I do I give thanks uh, for the bill I give thanks for the abundance of money to pay this bill I give thanks for every one of my clients the new ones and the whole ones and their family and I give thanks and before you know it sometimes before I even finish giving thanks the phone goes a text goes and people are calling to make appointments so that I can earn money I've been self-employed for many years now and this is how I managed to find the key to life when you know things are going awfully wrong and there's no money coming in some weeks you might even make 30 pounds you might make 20 pounds 
How are you going to pay the rent? How are you going to do this? I remember when I was working in the shop, you can guarantee that the person who owns the shop, they'll be sitting by the reception door with their hands stretched out. So at the end of the, the Saturday night, uh, you need to know where you're going to get money to pay them for their rent. And this is how I've had to learn these skills of having gratitude, of giving thanks, even before I receive what I need uh, to take care of my life. So, um, whatever good we are visioning for ourselves, just give thanks for it even before we receive it. By gratitude, as I said, is a way of thanks giving. So, what we can do is do this last thing at night before we fall off to sleep. That is the best time to give thanks and to be creative and to shut the mind down, to shut the brains down in its own way and let it take in new instructions. And so you're sleeping, your eyes are not opening, taking in other stuff and you can go to sleep being focused and gratitude. So when we wake up, the first thing that we do is we give thanks for our life. Thank you for bringing me back into this body. Thank you for healing every cell of my body, my heart, my lungs, my liver, my kidneys, everything. And you give thanks for that. You give thanks for your home. You give thanks for your children. You give thanks for your job. And you give thanks for everything. Just call it out by name. Give thanks for your finance. And also you have something that you are specifically working on, whatever it is, the new job, the new home, you give thanks for that. So you do that when you wake up first thing in the morning. And as many times uh, when our thoughts bring up uh, these things that we're trying to create, you know, sometimes during the day, you're there busy doing this and doing that. And all of a sudden um, in comes a thought uh, that you didn't even know was there and uh, these thoughts um, come giving thanks so when they show up and they bump up just give thanks for them as many times as you can and I was saying to a friend today I know sometimes if you're a prior we pray and we keep beseeching God for the same thing over and over why pray and ask God for something if you don't believe that he can deliver it? You know, so when we pray once or if we write down our desires on a piece of paper, leave it at that. You've put the word out. We don't need to be beseeching and praying the same prayer. Oh, God, please help me. Oh, my God. You know, there's some people who do some lamenting uh, in prayer. We don't need to do that. When we pray once and we ask for what we want, what we need to do now is to give thanks for what we are about to receive. And I remember we used to have a little prayer when we sat around for the food to eat our grace. We don't grace tables anymore. And we would say for what we're about to receive, may the Lord make us truly thankful. And so if we can practice those, even that little prayer, you know, to give thanks is a prayer. 
Every thought is a prior. Every word that we give out is a prior. So make sure that you're responding with your prior in the correct way by giving thanks. And it's just as easy as that because we believe in the God of our being, the universe of our life, and we know that when we have prayed and we've asked for something, all we need to do is to give thanks and be patient. It will show up when we least expect it and it will show up when it is the right time for it to show up. So I hope that uh, this has inspired you uh, for this week in us all, you know, becoming um, unstoppable. We need to become unstoppable and to transform ourselves into unstoppable people. So I hope that uh, you all have a great week. And don't forget, hit the Amazon button and purchase my book coming down from my mountaintop. And that's also a great way of inspiring at you, wherever you are, whatever space you're in right now in your life, and whatever encouragement that you need, uh, the book is going to uh, do some emotional stirring up inside of you so that you can make those transformation. So until next week, I'm going to play us out with our usual song. And let's dance and bring our vibration up to become unstoppable and grow into your own personal greatness.